0: It's Wednesday, June 13th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Well, Dr. Rick and I are here in Dallas for the Southern Baptist Convention, and many of the things that have been discussed, even in this convention, is is moral failure and the, the treatment of women and the actions of men we have we have discussed at the Southern Baptist Convention. Many uh, moral failings of men that were in prominent places in church life. And and it reminds me as we near Father's Day this weekend that as fathers, we need to remember that we have a duty. We have a duty to to preach the gospel and to make the gospel known, not just by our words, but also by our actions and by the way that we love, treat, and care for our children. Children, so Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six to nine, reminds us when it says Moses reminds the people of Israel, and these words that I command you today, they shall be on your hearts. You shall teach them to your children diligently, you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your home and on your gates. Oh, Father's Day is this weekend, but in many ways, the Father as an image bearer of God has been marred almost without recognition. Brothers, we are called to love our wives as Christ loves the church. That means loving this precious image bearer of God even when the dailiness of life seems boring, even when her sin makes her unlovable, and even when she wounds our ego, even when she fails to respect our leadership or rebels against our love beloved, till death do us parts. And we do this because our marriages are a picture of the gospel. And this is a picture the world needs more than our rhetoric. Our wives and our children need our presence and our dependence upon God. And if we are fathers, the most important lessons we teach our kids is about a heavenly father who will consistently pursue them with love, firmness, grace, holiness, compassion, mercy, and consistency. Oh dads, our fatherhood is to be a shadow of the ultimate fatherhood of God. It's not perfect, but it gives a reflection that can be colored in by the Holy Spirit and God's common grace. So brothers, Put down your smartphone and pick up a Bible. Become engaged and attentive with your family. Romance your wife. Invest in your kids and remember that you can't be significant in the world until you are significantly investing in the lives of your children and your family. Oh dear brothers, stop allowing pornography and sexual temptation to devalue women. Rob our families and destroy the hearts of our wives. Life is short and the days are fleeting. Pray more, dear brothers. Read your Bible consistently and daily and love your wife and love your children. Teach them the word of God, not just with your mouths, but with your lives. That doesn't mean we stop teaching with our mouths. We teach daily with our mouths and we see, we teach consistently with our action and with our lives. Oh, single men, this word is for you. Men who have an empty nest, this word is for you. And men who aren't earthly fathers, you still have a grand opportunity to make a difference. Oh, don't waste your life and don't waste your days fogged in video games and meaningless bore. Don't don't trap yourself in sports watching and sports playing that you rob other men of the investment that you can be in their lives. Don't become immature or allow immaturity to drag you into laziness. No, we must model hard work. We must model integrity and we must be big brothers to kids in need. You are still a representative of the character of the fatherhood of God, even if there are not children in your home. Oh, we are representative of the character and the fatherhood of God. Oh, beloved brother, even, even if there aren't children in our home, but especially if there are children in our home, we are representative of the character of the fatherhood of God. And why is this important? Oh, Psalm 68 verses four through six says, Sing to God, sing in praise of his name, extol him who rides on the clouds, rejoice before him. His name is Yahweh the Lord father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. Oh, Tim Keller says this about Psalm 68 and a father to the fatherless. He says, in this world, the strong eat the weak, but God's strength is seen in his care for the weak. So we should be famous for sacrificially loving the poor and marginalized. This reflects the gospel itself For God does not call people to earn salvation by strength. He came in weakness to die for us, to save only those who admit their spiritual helplessness. God created people to thrive best in families. Oh, but for those without a spouse, parent, or children, oh, there's God's family, the church, united by the common lifeblood of the spirit, providing fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and children for the lonely. Oh, beloved, as we look at Father's Day, let us remember that God's grace is good, deep, rich, and powerful. He is the father to the fatherless. He is the father to the oppressed, the poor, the needy, the stranger, the widow, the orphan. Oh, and he is the father of all of us wretched sinners. Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7 reminds us, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, oh, not born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba. Daddy, Father, so you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Oh, both men and women are here characterized as having the rights of sons, because with sonship comes the right of inheritance. The Greek word, hoal, son, is a legal term used in the adoption and inheritance laws of first century Rome, as used by Paul here and elsewhere in his letters. This term refers to the status of all Christians, both men and women, who, having been adopted in God's family now enjoy all the privileges, obligation, and inherited rights of God's children. The main point of his argument that Paul was making to the church at Galatia is that those who belong to Christ are a part of Abraham's family, and hence Christ is our big brother, and he has kept the law, and he's been faithful, and so we are accepted on the basis of his work and life. Christians are no longer slaves to sin, but adopted as sons into God's family. And this is evidenced by the spirit that cries out within us that God is our father. And because we are sons, we wear his name and we share his gospel with the nations. We are ambassadors of Christ. And so through this adoption, we are given four marks of sonship that I want us to savor this Father's Day weekend. Oh, we need to savor that while we have earthly fathers that are imperfect, we have a heavenly father that is perfect and who gives us marks of sonship and gives us the Ability to come before him. And so the four things we see in Galatians 4, 4 through 7, that, that, that brings spiritual adoption, and that we see that spiritual adoption grants the believer is number one, it grants us the ability to cry out to our Father. The ability to cry out and not only to be heard, but to be answered. To cry out. Our Krasdan is a, is a full loud cry of passion and feeling. This is a child crying out for their parents. And and our children who are in our home, they cry out because they know that we will listen and respond. Our children cry out to us because they know that we'll come running to their cries. One of the hardest realities when I first began at Lifeline 15 years ago was when I walked into an orphanage full of children, expecting it to be loud and out of control. I expected to hear crying and yelling. Instead, inside of most orphanages, all you hear is silence. Why? Children have lost their voices. Because they've been trained that just because they cry, it doesn't mean that someone will listen and it doesn't mean that someone will come. Oh, but beloved, that's not the reality for you if you are a child of God today. You have the ability and the privilege to cry out to your father. When life is hard, cry out to him because he will listen. Oh, men, When life's temptation is at your door and you are about to succumb, you have the ability to cry out to a God who will rescue you from temptation. Men, when you don't feel like you measure up, when you don't feel like you can be the husband or the father that God has called you to be, don't you understand today you have the privilege to cry out to your father and say, help me. Help me be the man that I need to be to model the grace, the holiness, the mercy of Christ to a world, but most importantly, to my wife and to my family. Oh, brother and sister, cry out to God because he hears his children. But spiritual adoption doesn't just grant the believer the ability to cry out, but it also grants the believer access to speak to our Father. He gives us access to our father. We have access to the creator, author, owner, and sustainer of the entire universe. Why? Because he's our daddy. What a beautiful thing it is to be the children of God. You see, beloved, today we may not be able to have access to the world leaders. We might not even be able to have access to some of our pastors, We may not have access to some of the people that are on the news or that that have the most following in social media, but we have access to the creator, author, owner, and sustainer of the entire universe because he's our daddy. (laughs) What a beautiful thing to be the children of God. We don't give speeches to our parents or approach them extremely formally, right? As a matter of fact, if your kids come up to you today in a very formal manner, if they dress up and get a bath and come to you and very formally ask you for something, you know something's up. They're either in trouble, they've done something wrong, or they're about to bilk you. No, instead, our kids come to us spontaneously, right? And they come to us in, in, in relationship. And so, beloved, we have the ability, we have access to the God of this universe because he's our daddy. And so we can be spontaneous. We can come to God in warmth of prayer. We can come to God in passion. We can come to God in freedom, but yet with reverence and respect. Oh, the author, sustainer, and creator of the universe is your daddy if you are a child of God. If the gospel is reality in your life, if you've come to the place where you know that you are a sinner and you have no hope except for the marvelous grace of Jesus Christ who bore our sin at the cross and absolutely demolished it on Easter Sunday when he rose from the dead, conquering death in the grave. If that reality is your reality, then you are a child of God and you have access to the Father. Oh, but spiritual adoption also grants the believer the abiding presence of our Father. God is present. He is near to us. Just as a child calls out to their parents, they are heard because their parents are present. If you hear your child's voice, then you are present. And your child knows when they can cry out because they know you're present. You wouldn't leave your young children at home without supervision. And if you did, you would be in a lot of trouble with with child protective services. No, you protect your children. They are in your presence. You are watching over them. right? And Psalm 46.1 tells us that God is our refuge and our strength. What a very present help in trouble. At the end of the Bible, when, when John the Revelator sees the fulfillment of all things in Revelation 21, Right. He he shows us that God is our father and he tells us that as God's children, we sometimes fight against that sonship. Oh, just with just he lets us know that the almighty God is our father. And sometimes we wrestle with what does that mean? And so just like newly adopted kids sometimes wrestle with their acceptance into a family. Sometimes we have spiritual amnesia and we act as if we have no heavenly father. And and as we see in Revelation, God consummates our adoption in the end so that we will truly understand that we are children of Almighty God standing in his presence. Oh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 6. And he, Jesus, said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. Oh, verse 7, the one who conquers will have this heritage. Don't miss this. I will be his God and he will be my son. The presence of God is the greatest gift of confidence that comes from our adoption. That's why the Apostle Paul had to be one of the hardest people in the world to, to to be persecuted. Right? To, to get down. You look at Paul. They say, Hey, Paul, we're going to put you into prison. What would Paul say? Well, that's fine. I'll convert all your guards. I'll convert all the inmates. I'll preach the gospel in prison. Well, fine, Paul. We'll torture you. Oh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I count it as good loss to be tortured, to be, to be wind tossed for the cause of the gospel. Well, fine, Paul. We'll let you live. Well, then I'll preach the gospel. Paul could not be discouraged because he knew his confidence was not in this life. His confidence was not in these circumstances. His confidence was in the ever abiding presence of God. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what trials may be at your doorstep, we have confidence and abiding hope because the sovereign king of the universe gives us his abiding presence. But lastly, spiritual adoption grants the believer an intimate relationship with our Father. We have intimacy as we are given the word Abba, Daddy. This is baby talk, and this gives us the assurance of the love of God. A baby doesn't ever doubt or question the love of their parents. We have been assigned the rights, position, and benefits of only sons of the Father. He sees us as he sees Jesus. Therefore, we do not rely on our works to earn God's favor. We rest in the sonship which is ours through the atoning life of Christ. We work because we have a deep affection for the Father because of how he has lavishly loved us. We have an intimate relationship with our Father. And so, how will we respond this Father's Day weekend? Will we abide by the, the systems of the world and adapt to the cultural norms of this world? Or will we live radically different lives, lives which emulate the character of God by joining the cause of Christ to defend the fatherless? Oh, Joshua 24, 14 through 15. Now, therefore, Beloved, fear the Lord Yahweh and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your sight to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Rather the gods of your fathers of this world whose they served in the region beyond the river are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh, beloved, as for Lifeline. And as for our house and as for the Newell house, we will serve the Lord. So dads and men and husbands and and, and wives, let's join together to defend the fatherless. Let's join together to be precious image bearers of God, because what this world needs is he needs our Jesus. And so we want to let you know. There are ways this summer that you can continually get engaged with Lifeline to start defending the fatherless. And we want you to know this summer, it's already underway. You can host a Stand for Orphans, maybe at your church, maybe through your family and your neighborhood, maybe in your community. But we want to let you know that summer is the perfect time to engage the whole family in orphan care. My family has had the opportunity to serve together for the past several years through Stand for Orphans. And so as a listener of the Defender podcast, we want to give you an exclusive offer to some merchandise in our store. If you will use the code Orphans plural, in our store at lifelinechild.org, you will get $5 off our newest Stand for Orphans teas so that you can start to engage your family in your community to take a stand for orphans so use the code stand for orphans in our store to get five dollars off our newest stand for orphans teas. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the followers. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.